Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of 9 to 5 Faith. I am here with my new friend, John Little. How are you today, John? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you having me on, Paige. Yeah, I'm so excited. And John, I just love it because I know you do radio broadcasts. And so I like to close my eyes and just like hear people. And they, I'm like, yeah, you have a radio voice. <laughs> well, thank you. I, uh, I really appreciate that. I, uh, you know, you don't, you're not really born with a radio voice. Like almost nobody is. You just oh, okay. kind of develop it over time. I didn't yeah, know that. You, you just develop it over time. Almost nobody, you know, there, yeah. there are some people that can just roll out of bed and, and sound wonderful, but just over time, you develop the ability to put the vocal cords together in the right way. Now, is it like know. voice acting where like you can change it or like does it just kind of become how no, you talk I, no I think it just evolves into kind of how you talk or okay you know I've got kind of a broadcasty voice sometimes like all right when I'm on KRLD it's a little bit more like this so yeah. and then when I'm doing a sports broadcast it it can get a little bit more shouty because here's the deal for tonight's game the SMU Mustangs really want to come out there and they want to play great tonight and so there's just a little, it's, it's a little bit more active. And then if you're voice acting, then you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I think like, I'm a little bit of a writer and so it's like writing for your audience. And so yours is speaking for your audience, but yes, it's like, exactly. you're not just speaking. It's not the words you're saying. It's how you're saying it. So, so today I will try to speak like I normally speak to somebody. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be, I'll be normal John today. Fair enough. And I think the fact that I said you have a voice for radio is a much better compliment than the alternative, which is you have a face for radio, which is just like the biggest insult in the world. So, well, I don't know if it's the biggest insult in the world. I, I mean, especially so. around when you, when you've been in radio for as long as I have, you know, you hear it. I don't know, twice a week. So it's 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 yeah. totally cool. It's totally cool. I can come I do, up with better insults. I that's do. That's not what it, we're here for. It's not what we're here for. But <laughs> I do have those moments when I'm listening to the radio and then like the evolution of social media when then like you can go look at people's faces. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. that's not what I was thinking at all. Or when they yeah. when you're re reading a book and then they make it into a movie and you're like, oh, that's not how I pictured the characters at all. Yeah, I'm sure I really disappoint people in that way a lot. Yes. But, you know, that's that's OK. That's OK, though. Um, it is. <laughs> I am. I am what I am, as, yep. as Popeye said. So. Yep, that works. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and the radio mm. and the broadcasting and all that fun stuff. Well, if we're here to talk fun. about, yeah, if we're here to talk about our nine to five, my nine to five is more like a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And so um, I work at this news radio station and it's not news talk. We don't do a bunch of opinion talk. It is it is news radio. So it's news and it's traffic and it's weather. And I'm an anchor on that station, 1080 KRLD in Dallas. And then in addition to that, I um, really my first love is sports and sports broadcasting. And so I do a lot, uh, just as much as I can possibly get my hands on or my voice on, um, <laughs> you know, that could be radio, uh, yeah. doing play by play for football or basketball or whatever, or it could be on the TV, which is turned into the streaming side of things, like, things like on ESPN plus and stuff like that. So I do a lot yeah. of that in this area. Um, and then I, I it just kind of depends on what time of type uh, time of year it is. I uh, do some other things on the side as well. Like the, I'm the public address voice of the Dallas Wings during the summer. 
Okay. I've um, got my my podcast, Where You're gotcha. Going, which is a total, um, you know, passion project of of mine that I'm yeah. really enjoying putting my whole heart into. So that's yeah. uh, that's kind of how I do things right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I feel like, too, I have so many questions about the um, the skill of sports announcing because I can hardly keep my eye on the ball or the puck or whatever game it is, let alone tell you what is <laughs> happening in real time. Right. Well, it is, um, you know, we do have cheat sheets and I honestly, I, I just happen to have one sitting here. I didn't, um, <laughs> I didn't prepare this for you like I should have, but this is a spotting board. What? So this is actually for a football game that I That's did so cool. um, a few uh, weeks back, but you know, as you can see yeah. there, and I'm going to get myself away from my microphone. So I, I don't know exactly how to do this, but um, <laughs> you can kind of see out of the corner here. Yeah. You, know, you got the quarterback up there. You got receivers. You got running backs. And, okay. Okay. Uh, down here on the bottom, you got the gotcha. defense and stuff. And so you've got all the stats and all the places they're from and how to phonetically That's say cool. their names and all those sort of things. And that really helps um, me keep things in line uh, yeah. and, and keep me in line when I'm doing a ball game. And thankfully... When I do basketball, I don't have to keep up with nearly as many names as yeah. I do when we're talking about football season. Yeah, for sure, man. That I I feel like I saw like I saw the um, the genie behind the curtain is like I get to learn all the things and that really cool sneak peek. I had no idea. Um, that's really awesome. I remember when I was in high school, um, one of our teachers was actually um, did part time voice work for the L.A. Dodgers. Oh, nice. And so like, I'm not going to do like any kind of impression, but like he, sometimes he would do the morning announcements in his announcing voice. Yeah. And so it was always really fun. Cause you would hear him like, good morning, Glendora. And I was just, I was like, Oh, this is a fun <laughs> thing to do. So I always remember, you know, having that kind of connection to, uh, to the LA Dodgers weirdly enough, but. Well, it's very cool. It was, yeah. it, it was a good impression though. Yeah. That is one thing I noticed about you in listening to your show. You got a great voice. Oh, thank you. A fantastic voice. Keep going. You've got thank that you. part of it down. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, I like to it's it's evolved over time in terms of com uh the level of comfort I have sure. in talking to other people. My coworker forced me into being on camera and talking on like audio and everything. Um when we when we worked for a company. And we started doing like live shows and stuff like that. And she forced me to be on camera and it was so uncomfortable. And then I realized I'm like, oh, I kind of love doing this. And then you, you know, you just get comfortable and you just like, it's just talking. It helps a lot when it's like not in front of a live audience. I feel like that is like a whole other bundle of nerves. It isn't a, another bundle of nerves, but it's another level of excitement too. Yeah. Like there's, there's really nothing like talking to people when they're live and they can see you and stuff. And sometimes I don't even know what I say just because it makes me so excited. So I yeah. do have to, you should take this show on the road sometime. That would be And fun. just see how fired up you get and just yeah. what kind of crazy oh, things you gosh. say. And I'm Italian. So I'm like very like active with my hands and my body <laughs> movements. It just happens. Now I have like a way out there question. Feel free uh -huh. to pass. Uh -huh. But what is your biggest like snafu when you've ever like done, um, you know, broadcasting or like, you know, with sports, like the biggest thing that you've accidentally said, if you okay. have one, um, you know, at my, my biggest public, uh, failure, if you will, 
it didn't really come in broadcasting. It came in singing. Actually, I sing a lot of okay. national anthems and stuff. Okay. For, like, um, I, you know, professional sporting events here right. in the area. And so, uh, Rangers game, uh, baseball game, four years ago, and uh, I did the national anthem, and then I did "God Bless America" for this okay. game against the Twins, and everything went great for the national anthem, went outstanding. And it was back before all the the pitching rules changed and stuff. And it was a really hot night. We didn't have a, uh, you know, an indoor stadium. Everything was okay. outdoors. So it was a hundred degree day. It was just ridiculously hot. Yeah. And so three hours later, I, I dragged myself out there for God Bless America. And there's a lot more to it. But basically, the bottom line is I started on the the wrong note. I started a little too high and everything was sounding really pretty good okay. all the way up until that final note where I went up there and I tried to hit it and I had no steam left and it came out um so warbly and awful oh and my it, goodness and I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say it did I mean for me go viral I'm talking about like you know 500,000 <laughs> views on Twitter right. and all right. this sort of thing just oh, I no. mean because it was a very it was a very public failure um oh, that's awful. but uh, yeah, and that was in front of like 30,000 people plus yeah. whoever was watching on TV. Yeah. So if I mess up now, even on the radio, say something silly or, yeah. you know, get something uh, mixed up or I'd say something's a touchdown when it's really not. Yeah. I can really think back and be like, you know what? I've been through a lot worse than this. It is going to be okay. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That's I'm very sorry that happened to you, but oh, I think okay. part of it is like owning oh, not our mistakes, but just like owning our humanity and like humility with it. I, I was listening to um, a speaker the other day and she says, we can either get humble or we can get humiliated. And I was like, yes, yes, that. Absolutely. And I, I laughed as soon as it happened. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of my friends came to my defense when that happened. And, you know, obviously, if you if you don't know me, then it was a very laughable moment. It was very yeah. funny. But, you know, my ability to laugh at the moment, not to put myself down, but just to laugh right. at the moment and say, you know what, sometimes we screw up and then to get back out there and do it again is really, really big. And I've had a yeah. chance to do it on more stages and sing in front of former president Bush and stuff like that yeah. since the bad moment happened. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's That's all worked fun. out just, yeah. If I'm going to knock on wood because like, I don't think that moment has happened yet for me, but like, I'm always terrified because like, sometimes this has no filter. And so like the first time I uh, ever did like live shows and stuff, I'm like, I'm going to cuss. Like I'm good. I'm going to let something slip and it's not going to be good. Thank goodness it hasn't happened yet. Um, or when it has, it's like been intentional and not like accidental and it's not been terrible. So like fingers crossed that like that can still hold off a little bit. But uh, yeah, that that's, that's my biggest you. fear. <laughs> going to be all right. So tell me a little bit about like the intersection of like your career and your faith. And I always like mm. to kind of reel it back of like, did your career start and then you came to faith or have you Ooh. always been a Christian? Like take us through a little bit of that journey and what that well, looked like. I appreciate you asking that. Um, you know, uh, definitely I came to faith when I was a kid and, okay. but I, you know, I do look at my life and I'm like, you know, while I have always 
been a Christian, like since I was seven years old, certainly the way I was actually submitted and surrendered and, you know, um, practicing it. Well, I mean, just yeah, like truly practicing it, you know, and you can even be in church and not practicing it. You can be outwardly saying one thing and then really not doing it. Right. I mean, that's evolved over time. Um, And so I will say this, as long as I've been in the workforce, I've been a Christian, I've been, I don't want to say outspoken about that. I've been proud of that. I've been um, very, uh, very secure in that. Um, but I really do think over the last few years, um, that, that God has shown me (laughs) again, we talk about being humbled, you know, just a new level of humility, even when it comes to my faith and like what it means to be a Christian in the workplace. I think of myself, you know, 20 years ago and, you know, we were all idiots when we were 18 uh, or, you know, whatever age that was. But I think of being a server at a, at a restaurant and, you know, hanging out with all the kids, they were all doing, you know, whatever the, the drinking, cussing, smoking drugs, all that sort of thing. And I was, instead of like, meeting them where they were, I was the right. person that was like calling them out for it or just yeah, had my nose in the air and like, can't believe you guys do that stuff. I don't do that yeah. stuff, you know, stuff like that. And I just, I just didn't know how to, um, you know, humbly walk into a space and just, Hey, uh, let's let the light of Jesus shine through, you know, do a, a lot of preaching and if necessary, open up your mouth, you know, right. um, <laughs> and that it, it's not my job to convict them of their sin. It's my job right. to be, um, you know, a friend to them and to love them. And maybe if there's something that's going on in their life that they want to talk about, I, I can, I can be a friend to them. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't that because I just didn't know. I think I grew up in the in in the Baptist church in the 90s, and so there was a lot of us versus the world type of right. stuff going on, and um, I just didn't know how to handle that. So, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything on purpose. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody's feelings on purpose, but I'm sure I did, and right. I'm sure I alienated myself and gave Christians a bad name for, um, you know, just the type of Christian that I was. I thought yeah. I was being a good person, but I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't a good, you know, a safe person to talk to. Right. As we say, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to pat myself on the, on the back, but that has changed over the years. Right. It's more of, Hey, be their friend for it. Be anybody's friend first. That's really all I'm here to be. And, you know, obviously do the right things in the workplace, just like you do the right things in life. It's, but you um but it's but it's not about uh you know uh, assembling a bible study at work or something like that in order to prove that you are a good christian or right something like or you know separating yourself as if to say no i'm above you guys that's not what we're called to do i don't right. think and yeah um and so that's how it's changed for me over the years so i've mm-hmm. i've always been a person of faith but i've been a less mature person of faith than i am today um when it comes to how i interact with people in the workplace in a faith manner yeah that's fair enough i think 
I think looking back, um, I'm even writing some articles right now for a series in um, like September, October, and I'm like writing these and I'm like, if like I'm hypocritical against all this stuff, like mm -hmm. if you go back and like look at my social or look at my old blogs, you'll find myself contradicting myself. But I'm basing this in in what I believe in, in scripture. Um, and there's always that evolution of, you know, where we have been and where we're at now. Absolutely. Um, and I, I actually follow this one gal on social and her handle is, um, I used to be a psychic and she's a Christian and she like came from like new age psychic kind of mentality, um, and spirituality and like came over to Jesus and the good side. And, um, she has this whole thing of like, why she keeps up her old posts. And she's like, mm. I want people to see the evidence of Jesus in my life. And, and that good. transformation is, is the proof of, of Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I like that. You know, and it, I'm, I'm caught in this, um, uh, you know, thing between sometimes, and, and there's not a lot out there. I, I don't think you could find on me on social media that you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. But you know, when it is appropriate, you know, just to help other people know they're not alone, be like, listen, right. I used to do this, or I used to think this, or right. I was not right in this way. And having yeah. the humility to say that and, and talk about, you know, that transformation, that journey that really can help encourage somebody who is maybe a little bit closer to where yeah. I was in whatever area of yeah. life. So I think that um, I, I really commend that person for doing that. I think yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's, that's honest and that's real of her for yeah. sure. And I think it can be used in a, in a testimony, no doubt. Yeah. And I think the problem, like some Christians, um, can find themselves in is like feeling or other people who are not Christians seeing Christians and feeling like that they can't relate and like, Oh, mm. you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what it's like, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and really it's, you know, a conversation of, um, like, no, I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like. There's this really great book. It's called gay girl, good God. Mm -hmm. And it's by, uh, I think it's Jackie or Jacqueline Hill Perry, I think is her name. And I love that book because I'm, it, it's taking a, a topic where people are just like, you don't understand and mm. she's like, no, like, I understand. I've been there. I've walked that road. And I think that's just what sharing our testimony is all about. So. Oh, absolutely. You know, There's and some people side. walk that road and, you know, they're doing it, you know, publicly, you know, they they're right. just, they, they're not, they don't believe in God. And so they, do, or they yeah. don't believe that God's for them. And so they do whatever they want to do. Right. Or there are people like me who have have been Christians, have known about God, known what I wanted to do, but I wasn't doing it. And I kind of was, you know, um, living a, a lie in areas of my life that, um, uh, it, you know, but, but that's the most powerful part of my story now is, you know, where he's, he's taken me from death in that area um, yeah. to life and not perfection, but just, but right. just life and freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Now you work in the media space, which I work in the tech space. So 
Um, I feel like the stereotypical culture that we might associate with media and with tech um, is really, really prevalent in that it's um, very secular and um, kind of that it's difficult to be a Christian. At least that's the stereotype. Have you found Mm. yourself in any situations like that working in the media or anything along those lines? Difficult to be a Christian. And I was I was thinking about this. I I don't find it um, you know, difficult to be a Christian in my space. It's just like, how do I um walk out my faith and I and I and do it unapologetically, um, while at the same time not trying to hit people over the head with the Bible. So right. it, you know, and it, there is a little bit of a, a line to walk there. And so I say it's not hard, but then I talk about how I've got to toe a line. Right. Uh, here's how I do it. And I want to credit, um, you know, my boss uh, right now and really my bosses uh, that really they've given me kind of editorial control. I don't Mm. remember ever a time where I've had to dial back something I've said or retract or like, um, well, you really need to talk about this, you know, topic because everybody's talking about it. You know, it really doesn't happen in my particular space that's and i awesome. don't um that's and so lucky. now that isn't to say that i don't talk about issues right. or i don't interview people about issues that they feel are important that i don't necessarily personally if you got right down to it agree with right but as a member of the media which, uh, you know, I just pause every time I say that because it gets such a negative connotation, right? Right, right. But as a member of the media, here's here's all, it, I'll use this word in fr- instead, journalist. Okay. As a journalist, yes, I need to ask questions and tell stories from all sides. Right. And that is important to me, it, like really important to me. And I'm, no, I'm not a perfectionist in that way. But if I tell a story from one side, I need to be open to telling it from another. And um, I know that's, uh, I think that's hard for everybody. Like, every, it doesn't matter what you believe. That right. is hard not to bring your personal beliefs into it. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes I do let people into it a little bit on the radio, whether it be like my, um, you know, my belief in God or something like that. But when we get down to those really um, controversial topics, yeah, uh, abortion, guns, things like that, I don't think religion belongs in those areas, in those spaces. I, I don't think my belief system from a religious perspective, um, yeah. from a relationship with God perspective, like it really doesn't like factor in. Um, for me personally, I know other people believe differently. Yeah. Um, you know, and so when I'm doing stories like that, I, I can tell both sides because I really do believe in unity. I believe in bringing everybody together and that we have a lot more in common than we do. Um, you know, not in common. Um, Mm -hmm. if people want to blame the media for putting people on sides. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. Blame the media. <laughs> you feel like people feel like they need somebody to blame. Like yeah. I feel like I need somebody to blame because I don't want to yeah. blame the media. So I want to blame politicians. Politicians right. blame the media. Politicians blame 
you know, the the right blames yeah. the left and the left blames the right. We've got to stop blaming each other, man. Yeah. We've got to stop blaming each other. It, it's, it, you know, I, so you believe differently than me. All right. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. You know, I, it, yeah. you know, let's, let's move on and let's think about some things that we can agree on. Yeah. Um, let's think about some things that are basic to humanity, not basic right. to what the, the right wants or what yeah. the left wants. Yeah. Um, I, I know this has been a rambly answer. No, it, but not it's not, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to answer. So yeah. anyway, um, all that to say, I, I, I am not censured as a member of the media. I'm not told what to say. I am not, um, uh, slapped on the wrist for, uh, saying something that's more right leaning. Um, you know, because it, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not right. at all. That's and good. I, and and I I hate it if if people are in that situation but that is not my experience my experience is I want to connect with people I want to unify people we do want to entertain people a little bit and we want to inform people yeah um and if I'm doing that then I'm doing my job correctly and then on top of that you know just for me personally I want to do it as a person that carries hope and it carries positivity and carries the light of Jesus as well yeah. So I'll stop talking on that answer, but <laughs> I, and I'll let you dive okay. into anything specifically that interested you in what I had to say. I mean, but... it was all really interesting to me. <laughs> I think the one thing I just talked with someone else on on the on the podcast about this, but what I tend to go for um, is looking at you know when when you're in political conversations or like top of the headline conversations. I think for the vast majority of issues, quote unquote issues in the American life, we all agree on the outcome for the majority of things. We all agree on the outcome, how we accomplish that outcome is what is debated and what is fought over. So for example, guns right we all want less people to die Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like ultimately um people who are for pro-gun or whatever um they want to not die and people who are you know trying to restrict guns um they want mass shootings not to happen at the end of the day everyone wants people to not to die So like we agree on that. And I think once like people are able to like be like, okay, we agree on the finish line. Like the disagreement is not on the finish line. The disagreement is how we get there. I think that we're able to touch on each other's humanity a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I certainly agree with that. And it doesn't help. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm against people on the left or on the right, because I'm really like, not yeah. again, no, I want to unify you. everybody. Right. But when something happens and then the first thing the, the people on the left do is I don't want your thoughts and prayers because they're attacking religion. Yeah. They're attacking, um, you know, the fact that obviously the right doesn't want to give up their guns. 
Right. And then the um, uh, and then they like absolutely blame it on people that want to hold on to their guns. Like when that is that is the opposite of unifying. Right. Um, and I I don't know how it helps anybody. Yeah. I I don't know how it how it truly helps the victims to point a finger yeah. at like truly innocent people. Right. You know, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I really honestly I I want to I, I really um I really am like super down the middle on yeah. almost everything. Yeah. Um and so I'm not trying to attack people on the left no. at all in yeah. saying that. I just it, I think that's just an example. Right. Um because yeah. there are right-leaning people who do that as well. Yeah. You know, when something goes bad in the economy like we've seen over the last few years, they point the finger like like you said the end is we all want a good economy right right and so whoever happens to be in power if the economy goes bad then the opposite right. party is going to point a finger at right. the current administration right that's exactly what we've seen you yeah. know um you know and with I these mean, with like, these I... little stickers on the gas pumps that you know of, of president biden saying i did that i mean yeah. this is the that the it's all disgusting it's all you know pointing fingers and blame in order to elevate your position and it's it's the part of covering the news and covering politics that really like sometimes physically hurts me like yeah because i i am a unifier I'm, i will i'm the guy that wants everybody to get along right i i'm an encourager um and i am I'm really, really tired of, of seeing people yeah. point across the aisle and shout at each other. Yeah, for sure. Like I'll use, I mean, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. And so like we're border states right here, right? Like you look mm -hmm. at um, immigration and illegal border crossings. And like at the end of the day, again, both sides just want those people to be safe and have, you know, to be healthy and um, you know, not to be taken advantage of, right? Like, but where that happens and how that happens looks very different. Do mm -hmm. you feel like, I'm not gonna, that was a really terrible, like way to roll into my next question. I'm not going to ask you a question about immigration, um, but that was just another example. Okay. Cause I pause, ain't got no answers. Pause, segue. <laughs> um, do you feel like you have, kind of the freedom you said you weren't censured me meaning like people are not like you know quieting your voice in terms of like what right. you say and how you say it yeah. do you ever feel like you have the right I mean, obviously you have the legal right but kind of the right in, in as a journalist mm -hmm. to not report on things Like if something um, crosses your moral well, boundary, or has this gosh, that, that I, not it, happened? Yeah, no, no. I a, a right to not report on something, meaning well, like to I omit mean, something, being like going no. to your like say a story comes across and you like tell it like your boss, like, hey, I'm really uncomfortable reporting on this. We're mm. talking about. I'm this just trying to think of what. 
you know, if something is newsworthy and and that kind of brings into question like a whole nother fish to fry, which is what is newsworthy. Yeah. You know, something that is newsworthy to Newsmax is not newsworthy to CNN. Right. And and so um, and vice versa. Right. And so, um, you know, for us as a very down the middle organization, you know, uh we have not been like after Hunter Biden's, you know, laptop or whatever right. for the last five years. We don't care, right. Right? you know, until actually something happens, you know, with it, right. which, you know, um, which it has a little bit. But, you know, it's it's not something that we're on a we're on a witch hunt against yeah. uh, the left. And the same thing for anything on the, the right side, anything that's on the fringe, we're not going to go after it. Um, you know, we're going to look down the middle. And so it kind of depends on the news organization. And then you also got to think we only have so much time as well. So I I know I'm answering your question with that's not the whole question. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Here's the deal. If something is newsworthy and there's no doubt that it's newsworthy, I'm, they write the story for me. I'm going to read it. Okay. I'm not going to, because... I mean that the, the it, hopefully we're doing the right thing. The only thing I would admit omit is if somebody unintentionally wrote the story with bias, and right. there are words in there that I shouldn't say. I I need to say something more down the middle. I've done that before. Right. Like if okay. somebody writes something from the left perspective or the right perspective, I. I try to look for those buzzwords and take them out because I don't want to inflame anybody on either side. And I want to look at it down the middle. Okay. Like what we experience in our, um, our jobs is it, it goes to, um, you know, you, there's an opinion on what happened on January 6th, right? Right. People, um, CNN uses the word insurrection. CBS news uses the word insurrection. You will not, find uh fox news using the word insurrection or something like that or right um i maybe they say attack on the capitol i don't watch enough fox right. news no um but you know even like phrasing like that it, you've got to be very very careful yeah um because you don't want to even appear to have bias and yeah. that is even more important to me because mm. while i work with people where i know their leanings are left or right yeah, I truly am like somebody that's down the middle. Yeah, like I take some convincing <laughs> from either side, and so I, yeah. I truly don't want to inflame anybody. Yeah, I don't want to give anybody any reason to tune me out because they think I'm left leaning or right leaning. Yeah. And so, um, you know, another thing like that in the news is: do you use the word <clears throat> illegal immigrant? Do you use right. the word migrant? Um, that is, uh, and. I tried to be, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I and, chose my words. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, exactly. Let's... And, and so you, you get the sense of, uh, of what yeah, I'm saying, like words really do matter. Yeah. And even if, okay, I think it's, I think it's factual that, you know, those, uh, that people, uh, that cross the border illegally are in the country illegally. And so you could say illegal immigrant, but over time, phraseology changes mm-hmm. and, all of a sudden you're more in one camp than the other simply by yeah. using a phrase. Yeah. Simply by using the word insurrection. Um yeah. it 
basically it reveals it out that you I'm, that I'm that I'm left leaning yeah. and and so you've you've really got to watch that stuff so that's the only part that I would omit gotcha okay make sure if I'm telling a story if I'm giving a story that I am um you know uh doing it in in as unbiased a way as I possibly can yeah yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I think too, like, I totally know what you're talking about in terms of like choosing your words. I remember um, when the George Floyd situation was happening and the company that I was working for released a statement. And I remember trying, I'm definitely, I was definitely more right than my coworkers. So mm. like I tried to, give the voice of the people who would um, not against like right or wrong here, but like when we're putting out this statement, let's make sure it is very all encompassing um, in terms of what we can say about it. And I remember, I mean, I, I tried to push back. It, it wasn't, well, it wasn't received, but um, they, they had said black lives matter. Um, and it was all about the capitalization of those letters hmm, and i said if we use black lives matter it was the whole whole saying and it was more in regards to the general idea than the organization i said if we take away the capitalization of those words we're not aligning with the organization versus where if we were to capitalize those words it would look like as as if we are aligning with the organization. So I, and, and it was beyond my pay grade to decide whether or not we're aligning with the organization, but right. I wanted to be that voice of like, Hey, the, from like an outsider's perspective and someone who believes very differently than a lot of the majority of employees here, um, this is how it could be perceived as, as us aligning with this organization that, um, from my perspective, we have not committed to aligning to. And so it's, it's, I totally get what you mean. It's just like those little things. Now they still went and capitalized it and then had to deal with that feedback, but I spoke my piece, but you have to do it very, uh, strategically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, um, it is interesting. And I, thankfully things like black lives matter, it, you know, we are not, as as a media organization, we don't get behind any organizations. Right. You know, we tell the stories. And so um that is very, very helpful to us that we don't have yeah. to go into that. But even even then, you know, you've got to be um careful with words. Like before um and and this just goes back to to being factual, you know. Um before the police officers were convicted you was it murdered or killed you couldn't call it murder but right. when they but when they were convicted it absolutely is murder because they have been convicted right. and no, i don't want to say most people don't get that but a lot of people online you know they just yeah. they just don't understand you know they they see what happened and they yeah. and and they're judging it in their minds that's a murder and it ended yeah. up it was by a jury yeah a jury said yes yeah. that is murder and so you had to make sure before the verdict came in yeah. you know that Derek Chauvin was accused of murder 
not right. that he murdered George Floyd. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, there are all yeah. these. Uh, so, so many situations. Uh, what was so that? So many situations, bear traps that we can you can yeah. get into. But thankfully for us, thankfully, I'm so grateful that I have the um, just just the desire and the um, what I can fall back on. All right. Is. I can look into it and see if it's if it's truth or not. Is it factual? That's all I'm trying right. to go after. Yeah. Is it factual? I'll give this account a shout out because I think that they do a really great um like way of kind of splitting things down the middle is the pour over news. Um it's kind of a Christian-based organization, but it but it reports the news and always tries to one take a very like factual approach to it but then also they they always conclude it to like how should we as christians respond to the situation so Mm -hmm. i'll give them a little shout out because i really enjoy uh reading their content if you are ever like i don't know how i should feel about this as a christian they kind of help you there so let's get yeah pour over news i think i don't know if they have a website i'm i'm a social media person i follow them on social media um Talk to me a little bit about like a day in the life, a week in the life of John and like, what does your faith and church involvement look like? Are you able to, you know, are you traveling a lot or are you, you know, pretty homebound or what does that look like? Are you able to be involved in your church? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty DFW bound and I'm I'm very involved in my church. And so that's going to mean every Sunday and I serve with the kids and then I go to the actual service and then I have got a um a small group of guys that I'm involved with and we uh, meet every Wednesday night um at a taco shop near church and um we have an hour and a half of conversation about what happened in the uh in the uh, service that week, as far as mm-hmm. what, what we talked about, like this last week, we talked about forgiveness. So we're going to dive deep into forgiveness for an hour and a half nice. and, uh, and kind of get into that. And then um, in addition to that, I also um, am a uh, kids leadership experience coach. And so this is a, um, a, a deal we do for fourth and fifth graders at my church where um, it, it's like a, it's, it's kind of like their first serving opportunity, okay. like formal serving opportunity in the church. And so wow. they get opportunities. Start to, them young. To serve. I love it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love it's it. just like, you know, the it and just and we also get to dive a little bit deeper into concepts than we do in a typical kids service on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so we don't just go into, all right. This week we'll talk about uh, how Jesus has forgiven me. We we go a little bit deeper into that. We mm. talk about that. You know, we've got um, uh, these Wednesday gatherings that we do monthly, and then we get together with this particular group of kids, like this pod of ten kids, um, and and we just we go a little bit deeper. And then they've got objectives that they're um, you know trying to uh, think about uh, all month, and it could be like. Hey, um, do an extra chore at home if we're talking about service or, mm. you know, had, meet another kid at, at school and talk about what they want to talk about. And um, it's just it, it's wonderful. It's going to be my second year involved in it. It's a school time thing. And it's just you get so much joy from seeing kids light bulbs go on yeah. with these with these concepts that are hard for us as adults to get sometimes, you know, what's right 
why should I forgive? What's the meaning of forgiveness? Why, yeah. you know, um, you know, what's the, what's the upside here? And so right. it is just a really joyful time. So those, those are the main things that I, uh, do, uh, with, with my church in, yeah. uh, in Texas right now. Yeah. Now has your schedule, like maybe it has allowed for you to be differently involved or maybe it's hindered your involvement in your church just because you are working Ooh, a little bit of weirder is- hours. Well, this is a great conversation because, I mean, I had an opportunity last year to get involved with Kids Leadership Experience, and it would mean um, giving up several times during the year um, money-making opportunities for myself, opportunities to do ball games, which the ball games I do, you know, they're um, you know, a freelance basis. And right. so if okay. I don't do that game, then I don't get that $400. But I committed to this thing. I committed to, you know, this is something that God has called me to do during this season, then I'm going to turn that game down. Um, and so um, it was a great thing that God called me to do because it really like helped my trust in him financially, hmm. um, you know, and just being like, God, if um, if you want me to do this, then you're going to provide for me. I don't have to think that, oh, I can't make it to church because I've got work. Yeah. No, I can choose to make church. I can choose to make my relationship with God, my service, how I'm working with these kids a priority. Mm-hmm. Like if we say that, you know, hey, God's first in my life and then my family and then my work, we we need to follow through with that. Yeah. with our actions. And if God has called us to something, then we need to say no to work. Yeah, And um, it, it really gave me an opportunity to do that. And um, it wasn't an easy decision to make. And right. sometimes I was just like, it, it was like gritting your teeth and, um, you know, just bearing it and being like, okay, God, you told me to do this. I don't, yeah, like, I here, don't take it. necessarily take it. want to do it, but <laughs> You know, just either believing that God's going to make up for those finances elsewhere or that I don't truly need that money that, you know, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to get by anyway. And so um, that was really like another level, like God's always taking us to another level. He's always challenging us in some way. And if you're not feeling challenged right now, then you're probably not growing. Mm -hmm. And um, I, and so you know, we're supposed to thank him for those times when we're challenged. We're supposed to thank him for those lessons that he's teaching us. And so that was definitely the biggest lesson in the last year. So we'll see what kind of lessons he's got for me coming up here because, uh, you know, you know, we, we never stop growing as, as Christians. We're either growing or we're, you know, giving up some ground that, God has helped us take and yeah. and let's keep plan forward. Let's keep taking ground because that's the most important thing in our life. It's yeah. not, it's not work. Yeah. My pastor always says, especially like mostly speaking to like, obviously Western culture, because we live in America. Um, but he says, you know, here in Western culture, we show our affections with our time and our money. Oh, and yeah. so how are you spending your time and how are you spending your money and do those things line up with what God is asking you to do. And even these days, I think you would agree with me that time 
is mm. is even the biggest. People can throw money yeah. at stuff because they make it, right? And but they they don't have to. Maybe they've got just too much money, and they, uh, yeah. The, time is the bigger sacrifice. Yeah, you know. Um, and time is always something that we're looking for more of. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so rearranging our time. Hey, he's absolutely right about money too. But it, yeah. at least in my, um, in my recent few years, the the time putting God first with my time and putting mm-hmm. my family next with my time, yeah, is you know th- that's the biggest test for me, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's also why I just like love these conversations on this podcast because we spend forty hours a week. <laughs> Roughly, the average person spends 40 hours a week working. Mm -hmm. And how are we spending that time and how can we use that time to be God honoring and God centering and and not see it as like just something that we do? Mm. You know, and I think um, I just love that our church had a chance to for almost six months, we went through a series called Hope Carrier where we talked about, um, you know, how we can, um, you know, carry hope into the world in every single area. And so, yes, that includes church. Okay. How are we, you know, carrying hope in church and how are we carrying hope in family, but then how are we carrying hope in education? And so that's kids going to school and how are we mm-hmm. carrying hope in, um, you know, whatever kind of job that we have. And it was so eye-opening um to i think as a as a church family to go on this journey together of just trying to figure out how we can be more intentional about that and not put our job in a box over here and church in a box over here and family in a box over here no it's all like it's all supposed to be god honoring and it's all like part of this life that we're living, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is first and foremost to, to honor God and yeah. to love others. And, um, you know, and, and so for me, it, um, it was something I was, I, I felt like I was already kind of passionate about, but it, yeah. it definitely helped me know that whatever I do, whatever I do, I can do it with the spirit of carrying hope. And that could yeah. be in answering an email that could be in just saying hi to, you know, the security worker that's downstairs that's about to fall asleep because she's been there uh, you know, overnight and it's yeah. six AM when I get to work and yeah. you know, just making sure to greet her with a smile and um, you know, and, and being intentional about conversations mm-hmm. and um meeting needs uh that we see as well. And there are just a lot of opportunities for that. There's even opportunity for me in my job as a sports broadcaster, because, you know, how much am I able to keep it about positivity? How much Mm -hmm. am I able to um, just kind of brag on these? I I do a lot of college games. And so I I was going to say kids brag on these kids and, you know, just their, their God given abilities, quite frankly. And maybe I don't say it exactly like that, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm heaping praise. I'm lifting others up more than I am, you know, tearing down. Right. And um, 
it's become through, you know, the last year or so a lot more natural to do that. And it's like, Mm. you don't even bat an eye, you know, almost anything, almost anything that we can do, whether it be social media, technology, IT, um, you know, certainly healthcare, um, media, whatever we do, we can do it for the glory of God. We absolutely can. And, um, and, and so we don't have to worry about how do I bring God into my job? How do I do it? Well, you know, if you're, if you're just walking with God every day, then, I mean, like you're literally carrying, you know, the Holy Spirit. Outpour from you. Absolutely. It's, it's literally, you're literally carrying it into your workplace and you don't have to let the workplace or wherever you are impact you No, you are impacting, you know, God is impacting the the space around you because, you know, you carry um, that in, incredible connection with God, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit with you wherever you go and wherever you go. It's, it's love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And that's how yeah. you walk. And so like, you know, and, and you can do that in your relationships with your family yeah. all day, every day day. And I hope I don't make it sound too simplistic because I know everybody's, you know, that's having trouble at work is thinking like, but I don't know how to deal with this difficult coworker. <laughs> yeah. Um, go first. Um, you know, uh, you, you can, uh, just decide going into it that you're going to love them no matter what, You're going to decide going into it that you're going to respond rather than react. You are going to make sure that whatever um, interaction you have with that person, that, you know, the fruits of the spirit are coming out of you and, and not, you know, the the anger and the anxiety and stuff like that. And, 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 and truly, um, you know, just being mindful of that, just like truly being mindful of that, that, that life isn't happening to you, that these circumstances aren't happening to you. No, you are carrying hope into the world and you are actively pushing out uh, these fruits of the spirit um, that, you know, God's in control of that and you're in control of that. You know, you were empowered. You are not a victim. Yeah. And, um, and I know that can be tough to be aware of in the circumstance, but it's certainly how, um, what gives me peace is I walk into work on a daily basis. Hmm. I love it. That was a great way to kind of finish up with all of this, John. Um, one question I always like to ask everyone at the end of my show is what is one faith building practice that our listeners can go out into the world and do to help them grow their spiritual life? Oh, I, I love this. Um, the The best way to grow your spiritual life is through community. Mm. It, it just, it just is. And yeah, I mean, hey, uh, prayer and uh, yeah, uh, absolutely pray. And uh, yeah. Bible reading is is wonderful. And actually, you know, just going to a church service, that's great. Listening to praise and worship music, absolutely. You know, tithing or giving, however you feel led, that is absolutely a faith building exercise as well. But if you want to actually, you know, grow exponentially 
it's all about community. Mm. It's all about finding a group of people. Um, and, and thankfully where we are <laughs> right now in the world, we can do that in person again. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, and, um, but, uh, it, it's finding that community, that group of people that challenge you and, um, you decide that vulnerability is your superpower and you let them see you, mm. you let them see you who, for, for who you really are. And you find those people that aren't going to judge you. You yeah. find those people that are going to benefit from you sharing that you have this struggle because maybe they have it too. Yeah. You know, uh, a group of like-minded people, normally it's guys with guys and girls with girls. We just tend to go through similar struggles. It just tends to work out a little bit better. So I do want to yep. encourage that. Um, and, and just being honest, and I can't tell you how many times in our circle we've had um, people say, man, I'm struggling with this kind of addiction and it could be substance or, you know, what we're looking at or, you know, yeah. um, whatever. Um, and just getting that out there in the air. Mm-hmm getting that out there and into the light, that is what helps, you know, take you to a different spot yeah. with God. Um, because then that person can pray for you. They can hold you accountable. They can look at you without judgment and say, John, I have been there. I, I totally get it. Yeah. And you may not feel like you're worthy right now, but you're worthy. Here are some verses that say you are. Mm -hmm. Here's a, a remember. I know you know this, John, but remember, yeah. you know, Jesus died for this, you know, and you don't have to be bound by this anymore. You can, um, you can give this over to God over and over again, no matter how many times it takes and you can have victory and you can have freedom, even when it doesn't feel like you can. And I will walk with you on that. I'll text you about it and ask you about it. Um, maybe you're having trouble, you know, not uh, exploding at your kids or, you know, yelling, at, you know, having uh, arguments with your wife. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. Yeah. Do not suffer in silence. Yeah. Um, there is so much strength in a community of people that will lift you up, that will pray for you, that will, again, hold you accountable and um, that that will love you for who you are right now, not yeah. for who you're pretending to be. And so um, there is life change in community. And yeah. I know I, if I was going to say something about this Western uh, culture right now is we are becoming more isolated. That is yeah. statistical. Yeah. That is, you know, th that is not me editorializing. That right. is happening. Yeah. You know, across Especially all generations. after the past three years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, isolation, it it creates um, so many problems, addiction, mental health yeah. problems, things like that. You know, yeah. I, I was telling somebody the other day, when I only have myself to talk with, <laughs> you know, right. there's nobody to, if I, if I get in a bad way, if I'm not in a good mental space, yeah. there's nobody to counteract that and tell yeah. me, you know, and remind me of who I really am. So yeah. community is the hack. Yeah. It I is absolutely it. the hack and I love it. commit to it and, mm. and make it a priority. Just kind yeah. of like circling back to what we were talking about earlier. 
Yeah. Don't miss it for anything. Don't be yeah. like, oh, I've got to work or oh, I'm too tired. Right. No, don't miss no. it for anything. Get there. Mm. And I'm talking about a group, a small group of people. Okay. Yeah. I love that you go to church on Sunday. That yeah. is awesome. I've done that. Someone who knows your name and, and knows yeah, your exactly. story. And exactly. Yeah. And so that's that's the hack is community. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, John. Now, where can people find you, connect with you, listen to your podcast? Where We'll link to everything in the show notes, but tell them here as well. I appreciate that. Um, a lot of places to find me, but let's talk about the the podcast. It's um, yeah. where you're going um, dot org, where you're going dot org. And uh, you can find us on all the social media sites as well. But it's just a podcast about the fact that with God, where you're headed is so much better than where you've been or even where you mm. are right now, yeah. where you're going and who you're becoming. There's a lot of hope for that. And so we talked to a lot of people that have have been through the ringer. We've all been through stuff, right? Yeah. And it does not necessarily that our guests have it all together, but right. they are willing to say, no, here's where, we're, you know, I, I yeah. haven't had it all together and here's what you can learn from it. And so that is um, the heart behind the podcast, the hope behind the podcast. And I just... I want people to um, have hope. And ah. so uh, where you're going dot org is the website and, you know, we're every we're we are everywhere. Podcasts are sold YouTube yep. and iTunes yep. and Spotify. All where you're stuff. going is the podcast. Thank you so much, John. Now, can I ask you a favor? Usually mm -hmm. I close out this show by telling everyone, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Can you do it? But in your announcer voice. Okay, fantastic. Um, I, I can do it. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Let's send us right. out. Fantastic. In three, two, one. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast this week. We can't wait to have you back next week. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe to Pages Podcast 9 to 5. Can't wait to have you back with us next week for the latest edition. We'll see you next time.